Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome to the Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host, Addison. How are you doing today, Addison? I'm good. I'm good. That is <laughs> great. And today, we are going to be covering the insanely brutal Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween remake. Insanely brutal. Insanely brutal. Still one of the most brutal movies I've ever seen in my life. And to start it off, I want to I want to tell a funny story how I saw this movie. Um, so when I was around thirteen years old, it was probably like I only had been a year since I had saw the original Halloween for the first time, and I was like, honestly, the original scared the shit out of me when I was like twelve years old. Yeah. Um. Like, going to bed that night after I watched it in, like, complete dark, I was freaked the fuck out. <laughs> and so, a year later, you know what? I want to be Michael Myers for Halloween. And my local theater was showing, of course, Halloween that night. So, me and my dad decided to go to the midnight showing. And they made a mistake. They did not get the original they got Rob Zombie's 2007 remake instead. <laughs> and and they're like you obviously if I don't know if my dad was kind of hesitant he's like I haven't seen it I don't know what the I mean he's like I think you should be fine but yeah if you want to we can go see I'm like yeah I'm not fucking passing this up let's go watch it. <laughs> and holy shit man. Mm. What a unexpected ride that was. That's hilarious. And like dude, I was fucking blown away about how fucking like insanely brutal and gory this movie was. As a 13-year-old, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Sitting throughout the whole movie, I'm like, like, holy fuck, man. Yeah. And um you know, I've I've absolutely loved it since then. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Rob Zombie movie that isn't brutal. Yeah, um, and honestly, like after all this time, I've I just rewatched it before this podcast, and of the times I've seen it, I've probably seen it probably like close to ten times now. It's just I honestly feel like Rob Zombie was born to remake this movie. His style is brutal shocking and gory style just fits the reworking of Halloween and Michael Myers so well and yeah I mean it really got canned by critics and stuff but I honestly think it's gone on to be probably one of my favorite horror movies of this this in recent memory and you know it's always something I really like to watch every every Halloween. I do. I do agree with that. I do think like it's Halloween is just specifically 
seems like it was reserved for Rob Zombie because I don't see him remaking any other kind of horror classics. And even mm-hmm. if he did, I don't think that would really match him perfectly. Yeah. Like, you know, Rob Zombie could definitely make a Friday the 13th movie. And he could definitely make, you know, uh, you could really call out anything. Like, he could make The Nightmare on Elm Street. But it's like uh, something about Halloween. It just seems like it fits. It feels perfectly with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, yeah, what I would say about this movie is just like, we're going to reiterate how, how brutal this movie is throughout the podcast because it is. Um, but it's when I think about this movie and when I'm watching it, like I, I can't help but feel like tortured, um, hopeless, immense dread, and just absolutely like Michael Myers is absolutely horrifying. <laughs> And if I were to be in those situations, I would literally probably shit my fucking pants. Like, you can really feel the amount of hopelessness in these movie in this movie with its characters as they're being victim to Michael Myers. And obviously, in the original, Michael Myers is scary, but not like in a way where he's like over the top, like killing machine. He's a killing machine, but in this movie, Lily takes it to the next level, and Lily obliterates pretty much every single victim that crosses his path. Um, I think Rob Zombie's direction is absolutely phenomenal. I really think that he directs the shape extremely well, um, which is kind of surprising because, like, I've always thought that Rob Zombie's kind of like he's always had these great ideas and his movies are above average, but I never felt like they've been great. And I feel everything in this movie feels like it's at the right place at the right time. And I feel like he struck lightning in a bottle with this one. And I love how the first half completely doesn't um, just doesn't, it subver- it subverts the expectations of going into the remake. You get a whole backstory of Michael Myers instead of a quick opening scene. You you get to see his whole his childhood and leading up to the fifteen year gap going into Haddonfield on Halloween night. And the acting can be a little spotty at times, but it's really good. Um, obviously with Rob Zombie, you're going to have like over the top dialogue, super, super, um, overtly sexual and lots of hard swearing and stuff like that. He does all that um, intentionally though. Cause Rob yeah, Zombie I know, yeah. loves it's Rob Zombie. Yeah, I know. Like that's, yeah. I can't remember what he explained about it, but he said something like B movies are like better yeah. than any other kind of movie. Cause he loves that kind of stuff. So he intentionally yeah. makes his movies feel like. Like overtly driving B movie yeah. styles, and it's kind of yeah. cool. I I enjoy it. Yeah, I I like it too. Um, but like I was like going off of it's like the first half is you get something totally new for Halloween. Then the second half is pretty much the original with his his brutalized take on it. And overall, I just think this, this is a great freaking slasher. And yeah, I mean, I love it. I 
every single year it's watching this and then the original two Halloween and Halloween two are some of my favorite highlights of binge watching horror movies. And yeah, I'm glad we have this in existence. It's always going to be one of my favorite remakes. It is a good one. And I do love Rob Zombie. Do you want, do you want to give it more detailed review? I mean, yeah, it, it is cool how he goes into some of the backstory of Michael Myers. I, I just enjoy basically all of it, and I always enjoyed, like you said, Rob Zombie's take on Michael Myers, just that brutality that he brings to it. And the guy who got to play as Michael Myers is just perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even... Tyler Maine. Like, he's just so, like, intimidating. Like, you just see him in a scene, yeah. and you just feel like there's a force already without him even doing anything. Yeah, the camera work and everything, the direction on how... He's framed and everything. Everything just feels so perfect and menacing. Like, you never feel like you aren't, like, the characters aren't in danger when he's on screen. Yeah. Like, it's truly, like, you created an evil entity in his most, in his most evil form, practically. It's basically how Spielberg like filmed the shark in Jaws. Like every time Pretty you much, feel yeah. the presence of it, you know something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And then you see it uh, and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like so yeah. just the brutality of his character. He just like destroys mm-hmm. anything that crosses him. And I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um you know, I've always sat at a four out of five stars on this one. I've always felt like, you know, it's, it kind of has some little issues with some acting and stuff like that. but And some stuff that kind of feels a little too over the top with some of the dialogue, the B-movie dialogue. that, I, But those are the only issues I have with it. Everything else I love. And... Yeah, I say a perfect four stars on this one. Yeah, I always sit at a three and a half on this one just because... Uh, oh, really? I thought you had it higher than that. No, I I have this one at three and a half just because I do love Rob Zombie, but I also think this remake does kind of tread ground that is familiar in the horror movie genre where, you know, it's like you find the backstory out of the character and then it turns out like, uh-huh. oh, you know, trauma mommy issues like this that psych ward like you know it's not it's cool and i love seeing it about michael myers and there's nothing against rob zombie for that but it's just also very commonplace in the slasher genre Mm -hmm. so it's not it's nothing like groundbreaking to me but i do love seeing any rob zombie movie and i love watching his halloween movies because i think his halloween movies especially halloween 2 are probably the best of almost the entire franchise but i just love the Rob Zombie kind of take on it all. For sure. All right. So this is where we get into our full on narrative structure of the podcast. Um, I would feel like anyone who's listening to this probably has seen the original or has maybe seen the remake. Obviously, this is going to be spoilers, but it pretty much follows pretty much the same path as the first one 
and how it basically just pretty much after the second half, it's basically the first, the original, <laughs> um, just more brutal. Yeah. But so, yeah. So if you don't want to listen to spoilers or anything, here's your warning. Warning, 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 warning. That was my car. I'm in my car right now. You're in your car? No. <laughs> the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought you were serious. Um, no, no, no. Like, what the um, hell? Okay, so we open up with like literally one of, like I, it's like probably one of the most Rob Zombie opening scenes I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> like, like so you have this pretty much just like kind of like you what you expect from this type of family. The Myers family is like. But like they're more redneck. It's type. It's of... not even like redneck. It's just. It's I know just it's total like... hick territory. Just yeah, it's <laughs> it's disgusting too. Like just everything's trash. like yeah. It like all the weeds are overgrown at the Myers house. Inside, it's really dirty. None of the dishes are done and everything. It just feels disgusting. And so you get introduced to um. Um, Mrs. Myers, and so, which is played by Sherry, Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best, and and um, so she's making breakfast, and then you have her um, her quote unquote boyfriend, if you want even want to call him that, um, Ronnie, <laughs> which is like literally the most stereotypical wife beater you can imagine, and, <laughs> and then you have. Um, Michael Myers' sister, which is she's like seventeen or eighteen, who very dresses very slutty and everything like that. Um, then you have Michael, who is in his room, um, taking care of his rats with his clown mask on. But so as they're downstairs making breakfast, um, Ronnie's a cripple. And they're just like going back at each other with like insults, like nonstop. It's like literally something out of a demented reality TV show. And he talked about how hot yeah. her daughter is, like right in front of her. Yeah. And it's just mm. after she leaves, like he's like, you know, your daughter's got a little dump, got a cute little dumper on her. I'm like, bro. It's like, what in the world? I just, yeah. I like, then he's bragging about how. Like this one waitress has been giving him the eye. I think I'm gonna fucking jerk the chicken on those big floppy tits and shit like that. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very over the top. And then, um, then so after his sister tries to go get Michael to come eat down breakfast, he um he's cleaning a knife and his bloody hands in the sink. So he killed one of his rats, and um. So after they get downstairs, it gets even more heated where um Ronnie's like, I'm being I'm getting really sick of you. You take that stupid fucking thing off and as soon as he does, um Judith, the wait, is it Judith? I, th- I the don't little one? Name. I think it No, 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 Lori. no, 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 no. That's yeah. Lori Lori. I'm stupid. Um <laughs> I thought you were talking about the old um, Lori No, Lori. Lori, the um, the which is a baby right mm-hmm. now, 
absolutely freaks out. And Ronnie says, when I'm when my arm's done being broken, I'm gonna break it again on your face and shit like that. It's like, dude. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where you Michael Myers is at school and um he gets he gets confronted by two bullies in a in a bathroom and they're bragging about how his mom's a stripper they they show him an ad with her on it for the strip club talking about how his um her sister got caught giving blowjobs and they had to pump her stomach from the cum that was in there and just like and then so he gets really pissed off they get into a fight and then the principal comes in breaks it up and after the the principal breaks it up michael's like fuck you and he's like what and he's like fuck you and the principal's like fuck me (laughs) (laughs) he brings him down to the office and stuff and so at this point um Miss Myers comes down. She's called in, and so apparently it happens a lot. <laughs> Michael, yeah, it happens a lot. She's like, he's like, trust me, I don't enjoy calling you down here every five minutes. And she's like, well, it sure, it sure seems like you do. And like, and then so as she's trying to leave, um, Doctor Loomis is called in, where they inform Miss Myers that they found a dead cat, which is in a bag in Michael's locker with, along with pictures of also other dead animals, <laughs> basically warning her that, you know, this is, this is a warning sign for a really dark path. And she's like, she's kind of in denial of the fact that like, you know, he loves animals and he stuff like that, that, but don't, <laughs> Yeah, but the only reason he has animals is so he can kill them. To kill them, <laughs> yeah. And so, after they get out of school, the one bully is leaving. He's basically saying, you know, if I get one more detention, I'm gonna get expelled. My dad's gonna kick my ass. Um, if I see that Myers pussy, I'm he's it's over and stuff like that. So I, you start getting like some of the. Halloween music as he's leaving for school and in between all the trees is Michael waiting for him as he's on his way home, which I absolutely love that shot, but also it's kind of like you're showing us a shot. He should easily see Michael. And he should easily see Michael, but he he's doesn't. He's just but chilling in his anyway, ass, just yeah, staring at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, he follows him through the woods and ambushes him with a humongous piece of wood. And starts beating him like relentlessly. And this is like, this is where it's like, yeah, you're in for a treat. This is Rob's. (laughs) With this move. Yeah. Like, I mean, a beatdown is like, a vicious beatdown is like an understatement. And, you know, he's begging for his life. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he finishes him off. Um, He goes home that night. Um, It's Halloween night. And he wants to go trick-or-treating. But so his mom has to work. Then his sister. Yeah, he his <laughs> her boyfriend comes over and the mom's like, you better be out here at 11. I know what you do. He's like, what did I do? He's like, she's like, I know what you guys <laughs> do. <laughs> and um, then so after 
the mom leaves. He's like, wait, what about trick-or-treating? And they're like, go trick-or-treat by yourself. And he's like, and the boyfriend's like, sorry, squirt. <laughs> Have fun. And then and so this is when my Michael basically like just goes ape shit on everybody in the house. <laughs> yeah. So Michael goes trick-or-treating first. He he goes a little trick-or-treating first. Um and even as he comes in, he comes back into the house. Ronnie's asleep. Um his sister and her boyfriend are getting it on. Um one of my favorite things is when they're they're showing the sister the sister and her boyfriend after like they take a little break and he's like close your eyes and he puts on the michael myers mask yeah because he brought yeah. it and she's like yeah and she's like take it off you idiot and he's like but babe i want to do it with the mask on. and she's like no <laughs> yeah so he basically my michael um takes some tape and a knife and wraps his wraps Ronnie to the rocking chair and slits his throat with um obviously he has a mask on and like the clown mask on and everything and then so now he goes upstairs and after um his sister's boyfriend's gonna go downstairs and get a sandwich and so after he leaves obviously Michael was waiting for him so as he's this is one of my favorite kills in the movie. <laughs> He's he's making a sandwich and Michael comes out from the hallway with an aluminum bat and literally just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> literally beats his fucking head in with this bat. And the score is amazing. The score by Tyler Bates and then obviously some of the John Carpenter themes and stuff like that. It's so good. It goes well with the kills so well. It's very very tense and terrifying and so then he goes upstairs he puts on the michael myers mask and he rubs he basically like gives his sister a little touch on the yeah. thigh and she thinks it's his boyfriend but then she freaks out because it's michael and she doesn't understand what's going on, so she gets up and then she gets stabbed in the stomach. And then, so as she's trying to go downstairs, you have Michael literally as she's trying to get away, slicing at her back and keeps on stabbing her and shit. It's, yeah, it's fucking it's brutal, insanely brutal. Yeah, and slicing at her back, keeps on stabbing, stabbing her until she's done. And then he grabs, he grabs Lori. And decides to wait with Lori outside until his mother gets back. Um, and once his mother's like, what are you doing outside? It's really cold. And like, give me the baby and stuff like that. Like, Michael, what's wrong? I always thought it was weird. Like, he's covered in all this blood. She didn't I know. Ever she ask. didn't say like, anything about it. She's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> didn't mean to interrupt your uh, blood fest. I'm just... Murdering your family. Yeah. <laughs> He's covered in his blood. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and then obviously the police are called. It's a huge murder scene. Um, obviously, Sherry Moon Zombie is absolutely fucking <laughs> devastated. As they keep on bringing out the bodies, they bring out Ronnie. They bring I out. I can't believe my son did the this. Daughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so we get like from like the news anchor that's there, like they're talking about how 
Ronnie was actually stabbed 13 times in the face. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. And then um, the, the daughter was stabbed 13 times and yeah, like there's a lot of stuff that apparently we don't see. Yeah. For real. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, then I get one. You get one of the, my fa- one of my favorite shots in the movie is like so. Basically, it free frame, freeze frames everyone as the shot pans to Michael in the back of a cop car, and he looks into looks into the camera. And then this is the part where he Michael is now sentenced to um, a sanitarium in Smith's Grove. Um, he's found guilty of first degree murder and it turns out it was like the, one of the longest trials in state history. Um, the boy is guilty. Which he's under, <laughs> yeah, which he's under care of child psychologist, Dr. Loomis. And, um, you know, at the beginning, Michael is pretty cooperative with Loomis. Like he's never really like, obviously he doesn't share things, but he's always, kind of playful and he's just, just chilling kind of innocent chilling. like you know <laughs> yeah and um his mother visits him regularly and over the next year is when michael starts creating new masks they makes like paper mache which masks, some of them look really fucking cool <laughs> i'm not gonna lie yeah like i love his, um, his uh i love his pumpkin one that he has later on in the movie that's like the one that he has when he escapes. Oh, the one. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, dude. I absolutely love that one. I think that's my favorite one out of them all besides, obviously, the regular yeah, mask. Yeah, I but, love that pumpkin um, jack-o'-lantern mask. Yeah. Um, and so this is when Michael starts to disassociate from everyone. Um, we get, like, this little clip of Christmas, and Ab- Michael absolutely goes, like, crazy. He's kind of going stir-crazy and stuff. But, you know, Loomis is still there. Like, obviously, Loomis cares and stuff. And, you know, he's there to console Michael and just try to tell him that everything's going to be okay. You can't go home because you've done some terrible things. But they'll get better and stuff like that. But this is when... So you get even more time where, like, they allow Michael to finally go out to the garden, which is not a garden. It's just outside. (laughs) Welcome to the outside. Yeah. And so at this point, Michael is barely talking to anyone. He's barely talking to his mother. Um, And then, and so we get this scene of where one of his visits with his mother is starting to come to an end. It's really, really quiet. It's kind of awkward. And um, his mother gives him a picture of him holding Lori and he doesn't take it or anything, but she leaves it for him. And so as she leaves Dr. Loomis officers to, you know, walk her out to our car and you have this nurse that comes in to sit with Michael and she sees the picture and she says, cute baby. Couldn't be, couldn't be related to you though. (laughs) And then goes back to reading the paper and Michael takes his fork and stabs her in the throat repeatedly. And as they're getting in the elevator, the alarm's going off. Everyone's rushing into there. And 
um she's on the floor literally pool of blood and everything yeah (laughs) and the guys grab michael and stuff and uh, when his mother comes back in she's like trying to talk like get a hold of him and talk to him and then he lashes out on her he doesn't do anything but basically and she's like freaked out loomis is freaked out and then then you get boom 15 years later (laughs) yeah um but before that this is at the point where um after that incident happened you have miss myers at her home watching old family videotapes where she kills herself and leaving Lori as an orphan. Mm-hmm. So it's been 15 years. Michael is still continuing making his masks, but he hasn't spoken to anyone since. Um, Loomis tells Michael, um, you know, over 15 years, um, I've tried my best with you. Um, I can't go any more forward. This is our last visit. You've kind of been like a best friend to me in a way. And yeah. So you get introduced to, well, first let's back up a little bit. While when Michael is in this sanitarium, you get introduced to a little side character of Danny Trejo's character, the, um, that like the janitor of the place and you know he talks to michael he calls him mikey and he basically talking telling michael you know don't let those walls get to you you gotta look you gotta learn to look beyond the walls he's like the only one one that respects him yeah it's the only one that really like i mean i feel like obviously loomis cares but like with no judgment whatsoever this is the guy who's like really there for michael and so at the at the 15 year mark um we got some new people you got this new asshole coming in who's like basically telling Danny Trejo you know, like you're not my boss blah 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 um and they're going to get Michael and he, they walk in and he's like all right time to go fuck nut and then changes he's got treatment respect and stuff like that and like you know, start if, touching his all of his masks he, he touch all of his masks and basically warns him like don't do that and then then the fucking new guy basically says he's like you better watch out i'm going to create a fuck storm and go rock your world one one of these nights it's like okay buddy <laughs> and so one of the nights um another worker calls back this new worker into the graveyard shift and he calls them in because they got this new patient a new female patient and they're basically going to rape her and so they take her out of her cell they start sexually harassing her and then the one new guy's like I got a I got a bona fide idea. Goes into Michael's room and decides to rape her in there. And this is probably one of the more tougher rape scenes I've seen. It's literally 
ear rape of yeah. screaming and torture it's, basically yeah, it's messed up <laughs> yeah and so basically like they're raping her and they're putting on his masks and shit um basically taunting him and stuff like that and then this is where michael has his pumpkin mask on he literally turns and it's like you get that feeling he's like enough of this shit <laughs> he yeah gets up he fucking grabs the one guy fucking throws him across the room grabs the other guy which is like the newer guy and he fucking smashes his head into the wall um and at this point um danny trejo is um coming in to work for the first time uh for a shift and the phones are ringing no one's there um the receptionist isn't there only to find behind in the hallway behind the reception michael has killed the receptionist and so he's he goes down another hallway and two security guards are brutally murdered and he starts iterating like spanish and stuff like really like shocking like spanish stuff and he's like oh my god no yeah <laughs> and then, then he turns around and michael's right there and he's like mikey what are you doing out of your cell bud and then he's like and then he's like all right i'm gonna take you back to your room now and michael puts out his hands for the handcuffs and danny trejo is obviously like like really nervous and everything and as he's about to put him on michael grabs danny by the freaking head and freaking flings him across the hallway throws him into a storage unit and you know this is the part where i was like kind of disappointed because i honestly thought damn i really didn't want to see danny trejo die because obviously he's like the only one who's ever really cared for him besides outside of his family and but i feel like at this point michael doesn't care well, that's just to show you how evil he is. Because Rob yeah, Zombie's yeah, like, yeah. only attempt was to show you how, you know, yeah. he really is the devil incarnated. Yeah. yeah. He and I just shit. feel like, yeah, I just feel like this at this point where Michael, I feel like my, if Michael was more a kid, he would have cared. But at this point, he doesn't give a shit anymore. You know, Danny Trejo's begging. He's like, I was the only one who treated you good, Mikey, and all that stuff. And, it's, and then he attempts to drown him in this utility sink, and then only to grabs the tv that's on sitting on the ceiling and bashes his head in yeah then so michael's loose and so they call dr loomis saying that michael um michael's out and so they go over there and basically loomis is like how'd you guys let this happen um is he, this is your fault, this is your fault. And he's like, well, if the security wasn't proper enough, he should have told us and blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, he's like, I know exactly where he's going. You guys are living in denial. He, where's he going? He's going to Haddonfield. You, <laughs> he's going to Haddonfield. Like, you need to call there and let them know and all you that stuff. stupid sons of bitches. He's going yeah. to Haddonfield. <laughs> and... So one of my favorite scenes in this movie is after Michael is broken out, you we get introduced to this um this location of just like it's a truck wash. It's like a semi truck wash. Yeah, I mean and, I guess you it's like a truck stop slash yeah. waste station slash cleaner. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so you get this um this guy's pulling in. It's just like kinda like 
I don't know. Like, if I would think of like a black Wolverine guy, like <laughs> the way I forgot what kind of like facial haircut it's called, but he's got like the facial cut. You're talking about Wolverine. the chops, right? Like yeah, the, the chops. chops. He, yeah, that guy yeah. is in like a lot of Rob Zombie movies too. He was in, yeah. uh, he was in Lords of Salem, and he was in Thirty One. But it's like it's uh-huh. one of Rob Zombie's regulars, basically. Yeah. And so he's telling everyone, he's like, you know. Don't scratch on my truck. It's a fresh new paint job and stuff like that. He goes into the bathroom to drop a dump and, you know, he's looking at this porno mag. And so Michael walks into the room and knocks on the, he's like, man, you got to let me pass this beat, this beast in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Then obviously Michael doesn't walk away. He keeps on knocking. He's like, all right, buddy, if you're looking for some action. And then, so he pulls up his pants, gets out of his knife, and he opens the door, and he says, well, my favorite thing's an entire movie. He looks the Michael, he's like, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Oh, God. Just a and classic then, Rob Zombie line. Yeah, yeah. And then Michael throws him against the stall. Dude, this he's is actually, you know like how, eight times, dude, not like, to cut eight, you off, but this is actually a yeah. good example of what you were talking about, how Rob Zombie. Myers. Oh yeah. You know how yeah. when he's slamming him into the side of the stall over and over, yeah. and like the camera is like shaking and quivering. Oh as yes, it's yes. Like every time, impact, every like, impact with beat yeah. with how he's hitting yeah. on the stall. That's one of those few scenes yeah. that I was thinking about when you were talking about how he knows how to frame them and how to direct yeah. them because it's like it makes you feel the hits. Like you're sitting there. Oh, and you're just every like, time. Yeah, yeah, every time you see him hit the stall, you're like, oh, oh god, ah. Yeah, it, like literally the screen is like shaking literally every time he's obliterating him into the side of the stall. And then he gets one and punch in only for Michael just to stab him <laughs> no, a couple times. Just shrug it off. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Then what, but then you get one, like even going off of what you, you had said, off of what I, I had said with the framing is you get the shot of Michael standing over his dead body, putting on the jumpsuit. Yeah. And the way this shot is framed and the camera positioning, way Michael's standing, and the way he puts on the jumpsuit and kind of like, you know, shrugs it to get the fit and everything. Oh my God. It is so good. And then he obviously walks off and is covered in blood on the floor and everything. So good, man. And so uh, everything that has to do with Michael Myers in these movies, Rob Zombie just does perfectly. Like it's yeah. that's probably the only part of these movies that you can say definitively like he knew what he was doing with was everything with adult Michael Myers just goes perfectly. Yeah. Um and then so at this point, um Michael arrives at his abandoned childhood home where he what I really like this part because he's it's one when you see him where, like stash the mask yeah. and all that. So like cuz like in the original he bought well he didn't buy it. He broke into a store and he got the he got the knife and the mask from breaking into a store but here he actually goes to the house he and he the finds the knife, knife yeah. and he finds the Halloween mask and from the night he killed his sister. Same knife and everything. Yep. Which I absolutely just... I love it. Um, Sentimental serial killer. 
Yeah. Um, so you finally get introduced to Laurie Strode and, um, it kind of opens up kind of the same way that you get introduced to Laurie in the original Halloween. Um, but not like, well, you get a Rob Zombie twist on it, talking about how she can like basically is joking around with her mom about getting just fucking intercourse and stuff. And then, so as they're leaving with her, her adopted the the father that adopted her is that you know you gotta go drop this off like in the original it's you know it's important to come in by to see the house yeah. blah 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 she um, has an ordinary but, life basically but she just jokes yeah. around about being a bad influence or bad kid to these parents that know she's joking That's yeah like basically um, what it is yeah and so it literally pretty much happens the same way. She's walk on the way. She's walking to the house. Um, Tommy runs up on her because obviously she's gonna um, she's gonna babysit Tommy tonight. And so they're talking about the Mexican werewolf. Um, they're talking about the boogeyman and all that stuff. And so as she, as she drops it off, like he's obviously really scared of the house. Like the boogeyman lives there and stuff like that. And obviously Michael standing in the doorway, looking out through the window as she's playing a joke on Tommy as like someone's grabbing her and stuff. Like yeah. That. No but he's really literally is. just sitting in the doorway looking at her. Yeah. Um, and then so you they're at school and you get you get Annie and you got Linda. They're all in like homeroom or something in the library. Um and so Lori witnesses Michael standing outside. And then so as they're talking, obviously he disappears kinda of like in the original. Mm-hmm. Um then so as they get out of school it's a lot of the stuff is kind of the same. Like, you know, Linda's talking to her about cheerleading this time. Yeah. Getting stalked basically. <laughs> yeah. So, and then on their, obviously on their way home, um, instead of Michael driving by, Michael is waiting down the street, actually like standing out there watching them. And so like, Annie says, you know, my, my gut, my dad's a sheriff. And then he walks away. But so, after they all split up, Michael's following Lori this entire time without her knowing. And one of Lori's friends it, is actually the Scream Queen from Hatchet. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that until... Which one, Linda or Annie? Oh, it's the one that survives. Annie. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember their names. I, did, but... I didn't see Hatchet, so... Yeah, the one that survives, her... She was actually the main chick from all three Hatchet movies, which I thought oh, was okay. cool. Having her in Are the Hatchet movies any good? Um well there's four of them I like. I like the third one. The second one's alright, the first one's alright, and then the fourth one, Victor Crowley, is good as well. So the third and the fourth one I think are good, and then the second and first one are alright. Okay. <laughs> you should um, watch them one day, just like binge all of them one day. They're really short, man. Just they're just Bet. goofy oh, ass. To the watch list. <laughs> gotcha. Um. So then, as Lori's arriving home, I love this shot. I love what 
Rob Zombie does with these shots. So as like she's walking up on her on her sidewalk and stuff, all the way in the background, you can still see Michael walking down on the other side of the street, mm-hmm. stalking her. It's just so good. The framing <laughs> and everything is so good, man. <laughs> um, I feel like that totally makes up because obviously he doesn't do like the hedge scene where like yeah. he's. I feel like it totally makes up for it. It's like it's equally as good. I don't get how people um, can complain about Rob Zombie's direction. Like he's, I feel like that's it's like this esteem that people have about musicians trying to be directors, where they think it's like just bullshit. But I think Rob Zombie really can direct a movie. Like he just, yeah, he can. He just kills some of these stalking this, scenes, especially like yeah. And this, uh, in my opinion, this movie is a perfect example of it. Um. And then so um basically it's like you get a big jump it's basically it just like it time shifts tonight and so you see um Linda and her boyfriend um getting out of their signature blue minivan <laughs> well um to go to the the Michael Myers house um, to party, have sex, all that good they go stuff. They go to drink and fornicate. And, yeah, and if you, and then you get the sh- cool shot of it panning up to the the um balcony and Michael standing there watching <laughs> over just him. <laughs> yeah, um, and so they're they're going at it. They're having sex and stuff, and um. It's kind of like the first one. Hey, go get me a beer and stuff like that. So he walks down. But one of my favorite things about this scene is, as the boyfriend is going to grip grab the the beer, is when he's walking down this hallway. There's a point where you see Michael in the distance, mm-hmm. and you get this really eerie sound effect that happens as soon as you see him, and it's just like that would have like that was probably like something I don't know it just feels like a perfect ode almost to like John Carpenter yeah it's like um, it, God, I can't even describe it like it's it, just look, it just feels familiar it, if it yeah it feels so yeah. right in a John Carpenter remake film it and I feel like that's like you know, a little like, homage that's probably a little, little yeah, tip of the hat yeah tip of the hat to him. yeah it's it's a it's a really cool moment and so you know he grabs a beer and Michael, but I, well, I like what Rob Zombie did with this. Is like the bed sheet. He's actually gonna, come, yeah. yeah, he's actually gonna come upstairs in the bed sheet with the glasses, only to get stopped by Michael, and you know he stabs into the him, wall, gives the little, just yeah, like in the original, yeah, into the wall on the stairs. Yeah, um, he gives the little head tilt, you know, <laughs> and then I like how he puts on then, the sheet in the glasses. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. <laughs> he puts on the sheet and the glasses. He's standing in the doorway and and she's like, You see something you like? She's like, Give me the beer. Like, oh. Yeah. And then she's like, What'd you do to this beer? And then he strangles yeah, her. Fucking, he didn't even give her a chance to enjoy the beer. <laughs> yeah. She cracks it open and he immediately grabs her by the throat and strangles her. Um But so yeah, and then after that Just um, like starts self Lori. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this is where Lori, we see Lori is out babysitting Tommy. Um, 
also a note about what happens. So in the original, in the original Halloween, um, John Carpenter like kind of a like gives a little nod to the original The Thing, mm-hmm. and um, as the kids are watching, it happens two times in this movie. At the beginning, Ronnie's watching it one the night that he's killed, and then this Halloween night as well. Um, so Lori's babysitting Tommy, and they're watching the thing, the original yeah. thing, and um, and at this point, this is when um, after Lori's babysitting, um, her. The Strodes are back at home, um, only to get broken in their house, broken into by Michael, where he kills the father. And then you, you get this really brutal scene the against mom. the oh uh, the God. mom. He wrecks her shit like nobody's business. Yeah, and what I love about this scene is like obviously like. Like she goes for like the fire stick, and then you know he he gives her a really good beating, and then he holds up the picture of Lori to her, and she like at that instance, like you know she screams out bloody murder because you know she doesn't want to have it, doesn't want anything to happen to to Lori, and throws her on the glass table, picks mm-hmm. up her head, one of the best and most subtle kills in the movie. He's basically. Bending her head back until yeah, it snaps, like just bending it until it breaks. She's holding her head and bending, bending it, and then you hear the crack, and then that's it. <laughs> so just good. Neck snap. Um, yeah. And then um, so Loomis goes to the police station where he's trying to warn the sheriff about what's going to happen. Let me tell tonight. you, basically, Loomis's attempt at warning the police. <laughs> yes, Loomis's, yes. Loomis's attempt at basically trying to tell the police what's going on is basically going in there going like, you're all stupid. How do you not see what is going on? Michael Myers yeah. is rude. He's killing everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. It's basically just him calling them all dumb as hell. <laughs> like, you're just stupid. Mother- yeah. He's here. <laughs> Yeah, and then you got was um, Brad Dorf, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's you got basically his warning to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you have Brad Dorf is um, Sheriff Brackett, and <laughs> so he's, you know, he's talking to Loomis. He's like, you know, you know, Loomis, I read your book, and honestly, I don't like. It. <laughs> and then Loomis gives his feel. He's like, for fifteen years, and you know, like. No conscious, no reasoning behind Michael and stuff like that. And what I like about this part is um, Sheriff Brackett telling Loomis, he's like, if I'm going to break this like 20-year promise, I'm going to need you to promise me you're going you're gonna to give it to me straight this entire night. And because you find out here that obviously – well, you know from the beginning, but um, obviously Michael came back for his baby sister, Lori. And basically what had happened was Sheriff Brackett 
the night that Michael killed no not the Michael not the, the night that um Miss Myers killed herself, he reported onto the scene to find the baby and he admitted it from the report. He mm-hmm. didn't want he didn't want this baby to grow up with this trauma and everything. And basically took the baby, put it up for adoption, um, dropped it off at the police station in another town, only for the Strodes to adopt that baby in Haddonfield. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, then, so at this point, you have Michael has already killed Linda and her boyfriend, and um, now Annie is already turned- killed the Strodes also. Yeah, killed the Strodes. Um, Annie is also babysitting, but she's trying to get out of babysitting, so she drops off um, Lindsay Wallace at Lori's and Tommy's place um, so she can go off with her boyfriend and get their freak on. Um, and so as you got you got Annie and her boyfriend um, having sex, and it gets basically into soft core, soft core porn territory with the dialogue. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, you guess you're not wrong. No, like it's just like, like it's literally something you see now, fucking porn video. The way the dialogue <laughs> plays out, like I was like, I couldn't believe it at first. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, um, like that's I've never seen that in a movie before. But okay, <laughs> and then so. I think um, every Rob Zombie movie has one softcore porn scene. Yeah, and then so <laughs> Michael takes, um, rips the bro- the the boyfriend off the top, kills him, and obviously, um, Annie's freaking out. He um, he catches up to her, um, and Basically as she's trying to beats her yeah, like into yeah. into her life. Yeah, like as she's trying to grab a knife from the drawer. Michael realizes this, and as she's trying to freaking stab him, he literally backhands the shit out of him. <laughs> like, um, it's just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, like, he, he he gets more into it. He, you know, he starts stabbing her and shit like that. Um, beats her some more and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And so, at this point, you have... Um, you have uh you have Loomis and um the sheriff are trying to they've already found like like it's only a matter of time now. Like, they're kind of, they're kinda of getting the body count and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um because they found they found out about the Strodes and they're trying to you know, they're trying to get over to whatever place that they need to be. And so at this point Lori's taking back Lindsay over to the Wallace residence to find Annie on the ground covered in blood uh, like you said within an inch of her life with her boyfriend hanging from the rafters of the stairs with yeah. a giant pumpkin on his head so good <laughs> and then so um, so Lori's trying to call someone and then trying to call the police she goes into the room to call the police and the front door shuts and Michael is standing behind the front door. He's literally just fucking chilling. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I wonder how long you're just standing behind that door for. Just when you... <laughs> he says, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and then so Annie sees him and she um tries to story and stuff. Um, and so obviously this is where like you get they finally meet each other and stuff like that. Um, and Lori's trying to protect the kids and everything. So they go upstairs and they're in the bathroom. And this is when the, um, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, yeah. They, yeah. They hide in the bathroom. Yeah. They're hiding in the bathroom and, um, a police officer comes and like he's trying to get them to open up and the kids are like no don't, don't open it don't open it yeah michael Merckx. and as he's about to open it he gets shoved up glass like glass panning of the door and you see his like blood splurt out of his mouth and it is so good and he freaking breaks through the door and then you have another cop come in and shoot michael only to like he takes the shot, he kind of like looks at it, and then he like immediately goes back to it, like he's back in action. He it's was so completely good. unfazed by yeah. the gun. Like, like he gets funny. hit, he gets hit, and obviously you see him flinch back because, but he just goes right back into it, murks that fucker. And then um, yeah, he was like, I can't believe you just shot me, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. kill you. <laughs> um, then I'm a little. Dude, you a little hazy on this part. <laughs> no, no, no. I got, it, I got it now. Um, <laughs> um. So Michael doesn't do anything with the kids. He just grabs Lori. Um, he grabs. He, he he does not care about the kids. Yeah, at all. he just grabs Lori and basically is bringing him back to the Myers house. And so she's leaving. He leaves her downstairs with um the dead body of Linda and the the grave of his, the headstone of his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Michael comes down and she, you know, she's pleading like, who are you? What do you want? And everything. Um, and he pulls out the picture of him and Lori when she was a baby and doesn't understand. And he's trying, he keeps on like pushing it back in her face. Like he's trying to get it out to her. Like, but she doesn't understand. And then so basically he just kneels down on the ground and he's kind of like, oh, like out. he kind of looks defeated, but it's like, that's not what he is. Like he's just it's like, he's just surrendering. Like yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. He's, he's literally if just, he dies, yeah. Um, he just and, wants her to understand that this is like her yeah. family legacy. Yeah. But she doesn't know. Cause yeah. he won't speak and all this. Um, and so she's like, I'm trying to help you, but I don't understand. And then grabs a knife and then stabs him in the neck. And he goes down for a good, good, um, like 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah. And she's trying to break out. And then obviously he gets back up. And at this point you get, um, she gets out of the house to, um, to go into the backyard where she falls into the pool. And um, this is where you have Tommy and um, uh, Linda Wallace um, 
running in the streets trying to find someone to help. And yeah, they're trying to get all the cops and yeah. Loomis and all and that. They don't. They only get Loomis, and so he's running over to the Wallace residence, and as, um, and I love this too. Like I, like the way that Rob Zombie directs the shape as he's walking around this pool, and as he's like walking down into the pool and everything, it is so good. And then halfway down to reaching Lori, Michael and Michael, Michael stops and looks at him for like a good three seconds. And then he continues walking. And then obviously, Loomis Loom- puts down that gun that yeah, he bought earlier. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the Loomis buys a gun at a gun shop, and um, he's like, "You know that gun? That's only if you want to piss it off. But if you want to blow its fucking head off, <laughs> this three fifty seven Magnum." And then he's like, "Well, where are you hunting?" And that that was a scene. But um, yeah, so it's like, I'm hunting Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> He shoots Michael three times and he goes down. And so but that's not enough. Nope. <laughs> um, Loomis takes Lori back to the car, and honestly, I could have done without the line paying homage to the original because I don't think she delivers it that well. Um, you mean like the way she says it or how she says it? Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't think she did. Well. I, I just don't think she delivers <laughs> delivers it that well. Was that the boogeyman? He's like, as a matter of fact, I believe it was. And then <laughs> Michael Myers breaks into the car. <laughs> yeah, grabs just her smashes out, smashes the window. Um, then as he's rushing in, he tell Loomis tells Michael, he's like, it it's not her fault. I'm the one who failed you. And then. He leaves Lori, and then he goes to Loomis, he grabs him by the head, and he's basically just crushing his head. He doesn't Dude, crush he it. He's like his he's, yeah, he's like literally like trying to in fucking um just in cave in cave in his head and drops Loomis to the floor where Lori is trying to hide in this house. And so she hides in the wall. Um you know, Michael comes by, leaves out. Then he turns around, goes back, and breaks into the wall, only to find out that she got out and she's in the hallway, sitting in behind a doorway. And she sees that Loomis has the gun on him. She picks up the gun, and at that point, Michael Myers comes around, and now he's in the hallway looking at her, and um. As he's passing by Loomis, Loomis is alive and he's trying to stop Michael. He grabs his leg and he's trying to stop him. And then Michael just rushes it off it, of course. And um, she gets up into like the rafters of the house and she's crawling up in the ceiling and everything. Michael grabs this humongous piece of wood, um, wood plank, and he's like literally bringing down the fucking the foundation basically of the ceiling. Yeah. He's like breaking in, trying to freaking get her and everything. He never does. He always gets around her. And then only for her as she's crawling away to fall at a weak point into another room. And at this point, like I, 
when I was watching this, I realized it's like, dude, like I, I actually like how Lori actually gets beat the fuck up. Like she doesn't just like escape everything. She's like actually yeah. getting a beating from this. Like she's actually taking like lots of physical damage. She, like, oh, Cause yeah. you know, in movies, obviously like there'll be times where like, you know, people are in these really intense and violent situations, but they literally come out with nothing on them or they always exactly escape. Yeah. Mean. Cause that's my least favorite thing ever when you have a survivor or like a final girl and they have no battle scars or damage. Yeah. It's like, it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> At like, this okay. point, like Lori looks like she's about to pass out. Her face is like beat to a pulp and she's like very disoriented and everything. Michael is standing in the doorway and she raises the gun. And then Michael tackle, tackles her out the window. And, you know, she wakes up. She's on top of Michael. She grabs the gun. And also, with the direction here, I absolutely love what... Um, I absolutely love what they do in terms of the direction and the camera stuff as so she put puts a gun to his face and she cocks it back it doesn't shoot it's an empty round and like every time she, she sh- every time she shoots like like in earlier like the screen shakes like you expect something to happen like she's expecting something to happen too but nothing happens and then Michael grabs her hand and then finally boom shoots Michael in the face and she screams out this blood curdling scream with Did you notice the motif with the screams though? What do you mean? So you know in the the sanatorium yeah. when her when when Michael Myers's mom screams yeah cuz she looks in his face as the mask comes uh-huh. like I've always thought that was one of my favorite parts of the direction is because as soon as the mom looks into Myers's eyes, she realizes that he is like fully lost. Uh huh. And she's like blood curling scream in the sanatorium. That's what scared her, not huh. the nurse. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what and then he lashed. It's back exactly at, yeah. what it's exactly what Lori screams about because she sees his mask kind of come off when she shoots him, and she actually looks into his eyes, and that's like yeah, the same blood curling scream. Like they're looking literally into the devil's eyes and they're like horrified yeah. basically. And I never even really thought about that too. That's I'm honestly glad really glad that you brought up that point. Um, That's like my favorite motive in this in this movie mm-hmm. is that there's always a point where like you're you stare into the eyes of Michael and that's where you realize like yeah you're staring into the eyes basically the devil. Yeah. Like it is not human. Yeah. <laughs> um she le- she you know, she screams out this scream, screaming bloody gore as she's covered in Michael's blood. And then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> A great ending, honestly. It, really good. Um, and, and after talking about it with you, I'm probably going to have to move my score up to four because I don't want yeah? to be on the same score. Yeah, I don't want to give it the same score as the 2018 Halloween because I like it more. Yeah. So I'm going to have to move it up to a four and I'll keep the 2018. Look at what we do here. Look at what we do here on the Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. (laughs) Game changers. Um, Yeah, but Halloween 2 is still better. (laughs) Halloween. Oh, the original? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hell no. Rob Zombie's (laughs) Halloween 2 is the best Halloween movie ever. 
so when we discussed about doing this, Addison's like, we're going to do a double feature. And I'm like, I don't want to. I, I don't want to fucking talk about that movie. It is so Jake bad. It's too, so and I bad. I am sick. I am sick of people thinking it's a good movie. It's it not. Is, dude. It's you not. get Nomad Michael Myers, and you get PTSD Laurie Strode, and which you is get... all a good idea, but the execution is terrible. Dude, the execution is great. You no. just get to see all these aerial shots of Michael walking through fields and just annihilating people on his way to Haddonfield. Like the strip club scene, he fucking Oh, yeah. That That's literally one of the best scenes out of the entire movie. And the whole beginning being a dream sequence, just like you said for this movie. Yeah. How and... awesomely subversive this Halloween movie is because we see his childhood. It's also... So awesomely subversive and that so, he shows the hospital like it's going to be yeah. a remake of the original Halloween 2. But, but then he's not. like, oh, it's a dream. Yeah. It's like, that's great. So let me touch You get your cake and you eat it too. Because <laughs> I... I'm one of the people who actually really likes that original Halloween 2. I actually... I mean, really, I like it also. I really I, like it. Yeah. And so at the beginning, oh my god, dude. This is fucking amazing. You, leaving right where we left off. It's fucking right back in the thick of it. Amazing freaking brutal ass kills. Hell yeah. Dude, Octavia Spencer fucking scene. Oh my god. He ruins her life. Yeah. <laughs> um, And like the... Because one guy gets his head shot off with a shotgun blast, right? Yeah, and I mean, then there's the whole, like, you know, when the paramedic guy's yeah. like a cow, and yeah. then Michael Myers, like, beats the shit out of yeah, the like paramedic. Yeah, like, there's, all that stuff is really good, and, but, and all the PTSD stuff is an amazing concept I absolutely love, but there's just so much bullshit, terrible filmmaking in between all of that, that just like literally ruins the movie and completely ruins the concept and it doesn't live up to any of that. I'm sorry. That's how it is. And that's the truth. Agree um, to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously, though. Like, I, that's another movie where I keep on tr- trying. Same thing with Halloween 8, 2018. There's both have really good moments that I think that. You know, is this? Am I missing something? But then the day I feel like I'm not. Nah, see, for Halloween 2018, I don't think you're missing anything. I think a lot of people just like to hype that movie up because they're like, "Oh my god, I don't really like the original or the Rob Zombie ones, but this one is good." And it's like, you know, it's like, ah, eh, yeah. it's a sequel, and it, you know, got some bad acting, and it's. I, I yeah. guess I see what they're going for, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's it doesn't touch the original or not even close Rob Zombie's movies either. Yeah, and that was our podcast. But it's better than all those other oh yeah sequels, yeah. the fucking H two O. Yeah, Halloween, Halloween one is in, is in my top ten movies of all time. John Carpenter's top three director of all time for me. Um, yeah, I love the original one. Yeah, I also have. Waxwork Records did a repressing, um, like a total new complete package of Rob Zombie's Halloween score, and I'll send you the pictures. Obviously, when that happens, but I'm, oh, that's, that's cool. coming soon. Um, Hell yeah! I as soon as I saw that, I'd be like thirty five bucks. Yeah, I'm fucking paying that no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like overall, like besides those little little issues I have with the movie, this is probably like 
the most evil you can get Michael Myers in a movie. And Rob Zombie delivered on every single facet. Like, mm-hmm. And I just feel like, obviously, this movie has gained a following to it. And I just hope over time, you know, it gets even more and more following. Because um, I honestly feel like it deserves a lot more credit for what it did. Rob Zombie's goaded. He's good. I don't know if he's goaded, but he's good. I um, love Rob Zombie. <laughs> I, I am so biased for this man. All right, guys. Thank you guys always so much for watching. Um, Addison, what are yeah. we doing for the next podcast? Uh, I think we should watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Have you seen it? No, I have not. <laughs> have you? I have. Oh, damn. Is it good? Um, it. It's above average. I'll say. I think it's it's kind of average, actually. It's kind of like in between average and above average. It's kind of. I give it a three and a half. Uh, we'll talk about it. There's some good things about it. Any other suggestions you might have? What What's one that you have off that top of your head? Um, we could watch Gumo. Uh, okay, let's do Gumo. Or do you want? Have to you do... seen it? No, I haven't. I haven't seen Gumo either. So let's do okay. That okay. Next podcast, Harmony Kareens, Gumo. Um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, thank you guys always. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys always for always so much for listening. We'll catch you next podcast with Gumo. It's lit. Peace. <laughs>